This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Resilient. That's the word to describe the lower mainland real estate market as things appear to be heating up again. I'm Martin Strong, and in a moment on Vancouver Consumer, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. We'll get his take on things. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. The store Bed Bath & Beyond may be no longer, but you'll soon see a new name in those old locations throughout BC and across Canada, including the store at 1740 West Broadway in Vancouver. A Canadian investor who has become known for buying retail store locations that are going under is launching a new store this summer in 21 former Bed Bath & Beyond locations. Doug Putnam says the new store will be called Rooms & Spaces. The chain plans to hire 500 employees to start. Putnam says Canadians are craving enjoyable in-store shopping experiences, especially when it comes to home goods. Putnam did a similar thing in old locations for HMV and Toys R Us when they went insolvent. We are buying more cars in Canada, but still not as many as before the pandemic. Light vehicle sales in April were up. 2.3% from a year ago, but according to the new stats, sales this past April were actually below March. So by so far, 2023 is following the trend of the past couple of years with the traditional automotive spring selling season not really materializing. The heads of three of Canada's unions representing airline pilots held a news conference this week in Montreal to speak out against a plan by the big airlines to have just one crew member in the cockpit by the year 2027. They say the proposal from the European Union Aviation Safety Agency would put airline profits ahead of safety. The proposal would see some aircraft crewed by just one pilot for part of the flight but not during takeoff and landing. The rest of the time, though, the other pilot would be on board resting. American regulators are proposing major changes that would prohibit Facebook from profiting from data that it collects on users under the age of 18. That's after the U.S. Federal Trade Commission ruled that Facebook misled parents and failed to protect the privacy of children using its Messenger Kids app. The FTC says Facebook has repeatedly violated its privacy promises and would be subject to other limitations, including its use of face recognition technology. And I'm not sure if this is consumer news, but astronomers say that a gaseous planet the size of Jupiter has been consumed by a star. They say the planet was swallowed up probably about 15,000 years ago. It was just spotted by us here on Earth in 2020. That's how far away it was from us. Researchers say that as the planet went down the stellar hatch, there was a swift, hot outburst of light followed by a long-lasting stream of dust shining brightly. They say the same thing is going to happen to Earth. But don't panic. It won't be for another five billion years when our sun morphs into a giant red giant and gobbles the four inner planets. So we have that look to look forward to. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate. Things seem to be getting hot again. We'll hear from John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. 
That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Well, this past week, the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver announced that home sales in the Lower Mainland were down, the numbers of homes being sold, 16.5% from a year ago. But while the sales were down, prices were actually up from the month before, nearly 2.5%. And the board says it's a sign that home sales are actually rebounding after a year of interest rate hikes. And one of the reasons for the low sales numbers, according to the real estate board, is that there's just not a lot of homes out there for sale. And that's pushing the prices up. So that could be great news if you're a seller in the real estate market in the Lower Mainland. And to help us dig a little deeper into that, we have our expert, our man in the ground in the Vancouver real estate market in all the different areas of the Lower Mainland. Our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. And he's with us now. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Martin. Thank you. I always love your introduction. So thanks very much. I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, very, very well. And uh, I guess the weather's been a little iffy the past few days, but last week was was glorious sunshine a few days. So I, I guess that really helps with uh, the real estate market. I think it just helps people in general feel a little bit better. But yeah, you know, the, you know, the sunshine we've seen is kind of an analogous to, you know, the bright spots in the market that we're finding for sellers. So it's it's an interesting time. Uh, in the market, you've alluded to it. I think we're going to do a market update shortly. So yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I want to get to the market update on, on this edition of Vancouver Consumer with John Carlson, Johnny Smart Point. You can find him at johnnysmartpoint.com. But I have somebody on the line who I want to talk to, uh, a very happy customer of yours, John. Ivan, he and his wife, Cheryl, uh, have just sold a home with help from you, the price was over asking, and uh, he's on the line right now to talk about it. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Martin. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, great to talk to you, too. Uh, and congratulations. You just sold a house. You and your wife, Cheryl, in Surrey. You're feeling pretty good about that? Uh, we're, uh, we're over the moon. Um, super excited. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it's amazing. There's a lot of talk about the markets these days and, you know, how how uh, depressed they are or how hot they are. But you had a very good experience. You had uh, a lot of offers on your house in Surrey. We did have a lot of offers. Um, we, quite surprising. We thought, you know, it was going to be a long, drawn-out process because there wasn't a lot on the market. Um, and... Uh, to, to sell our house, uh, I believe, in, in 10 days uh, was incredible. Yeah. So so tell us about working with John Carlson, Johnny Smart Point. You guys had been talking for a long time before you actually put the house up for sale, right? Well, we actually started this process last year, my wife and I. Uh, we were interviewing uh, other agents and, um, you know, I was going, okay, well, this agent wants us to do this. This agent wants us to do that. And uh, I was actually going through the uh, radio dials and come across 980, and uh, I heard this Johnny Smart Point 2% realty. So I uh, I listened to a bunch of your podcasts with John, and uh, I thought, i got to call this guy. So we called him, and uh, 
John came over a couple days later, and uh, he had his uh, no pressure, um, comms can be, um, this is what I'm going to do for you. And, uh, you know, he, he, he went on his way, and uh, we closed the door. My wife and I looked at each other and said, this is our agent for us. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it took us, it took us a year to finally pull the pin. Uh, we were finally ready. And, um, yeah, we're so glad that, uh, we went with John. Right. Yeah. He's the guy. You just kind of knew it. So, so tell me about working with John. Uh, how did he compare with some of the other people, uh, you were dealing with other agents? Well, the other agents, I, I mean, they, they, <laughs> there was a couple agents where, you know, they're, it felt like a lot of pressure. Like they wanted us to change everything we had in our place. And, and we weren't up to changing a, a lot of things. We, we didn't have a problem changing the minor uh, items, but um, when people are saying, well, you know, that, that painting's got to go, or you got to add this room here. And uh, John just came in and said, the house shows well, just the way it is. And uh, you know, that's exactly what we're looking for. We didn't want to do a whole lot of changing to our, to our house. We wanted to sell it as is. Cause we thought, as is was was really good the way it stood so um yeah that's that's kind of uh i mean it was it was the process um of of hiring john um was was it was a no-brainer for both of us compared to the other realtors right and And i hear and commission had to do a, a, a lot with it as well right and uh that's true and i hear a lot of people when they're dealing with John, they talk about how they don't, didn't feel pressured. And it sounds like you guys waited a little bit and you probably picked a really good time because the market was a little bit slow last year, but now it's kind of heating up. And uh, I, I heard that you had multiple offers, your house sold over asking. So you must be pretty happy with that, the price you got. Uh, yes, we are happy um, to, to to sit back, we've never sold a home before. To sit back and listen to the the selling process with the the other agents going over the multiple offers, um, and and John even with the other agents, no pressure. This is where we're at. You know, take it or leave it. You know, you want to come up, um, you want to match. Uh, it was um, pretty pretty phenomenal to actually listen to him um, work. Uh, you could you could tell his professionalism. You could tell his years of experience he had. And, uh, it, it just, uh, everything, everything just fell into, into place. It was, uh, really pretty cool to, to listen to. Right. I guess it felt pretty good to have a professional like John, when you're dealing with something as confusing and, you know, fraught with pitfalls as multiple offers, because that's a lot of money that that's on the table there and you want to take advantage. Well, for sure. For sure. It got to a point where we said, you know, John, we're happy. Let's just, you know, you get to the point where, oh, you don't want to lose any of the offers. So you just kind of go, well, um, we're good here. Let's just, let's, let's just go with this offer and um, we'll see how the the pieces fall into place. Right. And there was some, you know, back and forth, you got the offer and then there's some back and forth, but you felt like you, you were able to stand your ground and, and get that good price because of John, right? Oh, for sure. The, 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 you know, the, the buyer's agents, the, you know, they wanted us to um, kind of add some incentives to um, the sale. And uh, it really was to the last minute. Um, Monday night closing, I think, it was midnight um, on a Monday night. And uh, John emailed me at 
I think it was like 3.47 a.m. Your house was sold. <laughs> conditions were gone. You didn't have to shell out any money. Um, and, you know, I ran upstairs, woke my wife up, told her house was sold, and she was just ecstatic. So, um, yeah, we were, it, it was a stressful, stressful last couple hours for us for sure. But, uh, like I said, everything fell into place, and uh, we couldn't be more grateful for John's work uh, on our and behalf for sure. And now that you're looking back on it, you mentioned the commission because John is a 2% realtor. Uh, you feel you saved some serious dough with John Carlson. Oh, we definitely saved money. I mean, there, there was some agents that were you know, above the, um, I guess, uh, above the, the normal standards for, for rates. And uh, for what for what John did for us, um, it, it was amazing. Um, to save money... I don't know why anybody wouldn't go with 2%. I mean, there is realtors that would tell me, oh, if it's a 2% realtor, we're not taking our clients to see your house. I'm going, really? What if the buyer wants to see your house? You know, like, how do you stop a buyer from seeing a house because it's a 2% realtor agent? So, um, no, uh, we're just, we're so ecstatic that uh, we we selected John as as our agent. I would would recommend John um, for anybody's house sale, for sure. Right. So what do you say to people who say that uh, John's a 2% realtor and, uh, you know, there, there's a cost to, to you with going, with saving that kind of money. So what would you say to, to those people? Um, go with John, save your money. Um, you, you, you won't, you won't go wrong. I mean, the, the, who doesn't want to put money in their pocket? Like <laughs> why shell out the same amount of money for the, you know, for the type of service. I mean, John gives high quality, hundred percent. Um, he's always keeps you in the loop. Um, the text emails, um, everything was on par. Yeah. We're talking to Ivan. He and his wife, Cheryl just sold their house in Surrey with help from John Carlson, Johnny smart point, and, uh, you're retiring. So you guys are, are going to move away from the lower mainland, right? Yes, we are. We are moving, uh, to Prince Edward Island. Um, to a little town called Abrams Village, and uh, we're looking forward to that move. Um, we used to live in Prince Edward Island, so it's nice to, to go back. Yeah, and I guess it's nice when you're selling in a market like the Lower Mainland and moving to you know to the east like that. I guess it's a little uh, a little cheaper there. Yes, it is a little cheaper. <laughs> I don't want to let the cats out of the bag because I don't want everybody else to move back there. But no, it's <laughs> it, is, it is cheaper. So um, we're just uh, pretty happy to, to be moving back uh, to Prince Edward Island for sure. Yeah. Well, Ivan, I, I wish you and Cheryl all the best in, in this new chapter in your life. And congratulations on the sale of your home. And uh, I mean, you've kind of already said it, but I'll leave the last word up to you. What do you say to somebody who's out there who who may be thinking about doing what you're doing, maybe uh, retiring, downsizing, uh, maybe even moving out of the lower mainland? They're thinking about selling their home. Uh, why should they call John Carlson? Call John Carlson, 2% Realty. He'll save you money. He'll get top dollar for your house. His professionalism will is by far um, by far the best you, you'll ever you'll ever see um, amazing gentleman I'm so so proud to have worked with John and he's a good hang he's a cool guy he is a cool guy he is for sure for sure. <laughs>
<laughs> well, right on. Congratulations again, Ivan, and uh, all the best to Cheryl. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks, Martin. Much appreciated. Have a great day. Another satisfied customer of John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, John, that's got to feel good. Uh, uh, you know, very happy guy uh, moving on to a new point in his life. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I'll first just say um, I'd love to have 100 clients just like Ivan and Cheryl. Um, yeah. Quality people great people to work with. Um, you know, and I, I actually became quite attached to them. As, as Ivan mentioned, we, we spoke for over a year. We met, you know, exchanged emails, uh, updated evaluations, and I just got a really good feeling from them right off the bat. And, and so to hear Ivan, you know, give such praise, it's, 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 um, it's touching and I, I appreciate it. And it, this is really, you know, I'm in a business and, I want my business to go smoothly and I want to make it easy for myself to get new clients. And the best way I can do that is to make happy clients out of the people I'm already working with. And so now that I'm in my 27th year of the business, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, a number of past clients who are happy. And, uh, you know, that is the thrill. I mean, the business is the business and, and there's all that thrill to it. And, 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 getting the listing and doing the right job with it and achieving a result that my clients are happy with. But honestly, I can tell you, there's really not much better in this business than just hearing those kind of words from your clients, because I feel validated and it makes me want to, you know, continue on to do what I do. So I'll tell you, they have a, a fantastic house. They looked after it and that's, that was their ace in the hole. It, it showed well from the road. It showed well inside. There was nothing that needed to be changed. We did a little bit of staging and decluttering and that sort of thing for pictures and showings, but they had a fantastic house and any realtor, I can tell you, any real estate agent would have jumped for joy to be chosen to work for them with that house and with them. And like you said, Martin, the timing was right. The results were good. Uh, we managed to get that multiple offer situation and, um, just as an aside, the multiple offer uh, process is a bit of an art. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't want to scare people away. You don't want to push people too hard. You want to keep everybody at the table and you want to invite them to come up with their best bid. And, and that's what we did together over a period of about three hours on the offer presentation night. So we bonded. We got together well. I think Cheryl is just fantastic. I think Ivan is fantastic. I'm going to miss him when they go to Prince Edward Island. And, yeah. um, you know, to any listeners out there, I'd, I'd love to repeat the process with you. Well, I want to talk about that timing. When we come back with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com, we're going to talk about what is happening with the market and uh, why houses like Ivan's and Cheryl's were getting multiple bids and uh, above asking prices. That's all when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking real estate with John Carlson. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can find him online, johnnysmartpoint.com. His email address is John at johnnysmartpoint.com and the phone number is 604-612-0080. And we just heard from uh, a very satisfied customer of John, 
Uh, Ivan just sold a house along with his wife, Cheryl, in Surrey. They got multiple bids. And coming up, uh, I want to talk about some of the new listings you have on your website, johnnysmartpoint.com. But but let's get a market update because, you know, talking to Ivan, it's interesting. We're, we're back in multiple bid territory, uh, prices going above asking. And I mentioned earlier, John, about the statistics from the Real Estate Board of Vancouver saying that the number of home sales was down quite a bit, but the prices were up. So I guess we're in that sort of uh, low inventory, kind of getting hot market. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there, Martin. You know, we've said many times this is a supply and demand type business. And, um, you know, with with Ivan and Cheryl's home, we got multiple offers. And, and that was by design. At least we left the door open for that possibility based on, you know, the, the list price that we set. But, you know, the fundamentals behind that happening right now really are, you know, if you look at the demand side, it's not like we're going through the roof. In fact, if sales in Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley Board both show that sales is below the 10-year average. The number of sales happening in the month of January, February, March, and now April is below the 10-year average. We're, we're, we're not even in an average market in terms of over the last 10 years in terms of the number of sales. But again, being a ratio, a list-to-sale ratio, supply and demand business, we're finding that we're at almost historic low levels in some segments of the market. So if you have a fairly healthy uh, buyer side, which, you know, the demand side, which we're seeing now as the spring market starts to take place, I think you've got buyers who are saying, OK, wait a minute, interest rates seem to have leveled off. We can maybe feel comfortable that, you know, things are kind of normalizing or settling down and the weather's getting better and the timing's right. So we're jumping into the market. But boy, we're still seeing few listings in some segments. Now, it's not a one size fits all, uh, you know, Martin, sometimes. If you look at the higher price listings, they don't have quite the same um, supply and demand ratios as, say, a house like Ivan's did. This is 1.15 million uh, in Surrey. So the meat of the market, if you will, uh, a detached house in an affordable price range, um, a house especially with a rental suite is is a good thing. Uh, townhomes, boy, they're getting hot because as detached houses maybe are unaffordable to a large segment of the population, the next best thing is a row house or a townhouse. So in some of these areas, they're very hot. And, and that all leads to a situation where if you look around at your segment and you don't see a whole lot of good alternatives for buyers, you can kind of, um, you know, your strategy might change. And when I when we go back to Ivan and Cheryl, we talked for over a year, as, as Ivan mentioned, uh, we had kind of ballparked some numbers back in the fall and then at the very early part of this market. But when we came time to list only, what, two, three weeks ago now, a couple of weeks ago, we, we changed our strategy a bit because, you know, we need you need to recognize what's going on on the ground today, not three months ago or six months ago. So recognizing that we bumped the numbers up a little bit more and we thought, you know, what we're still going to leave the door open to get more. So we got twenty five thousand over the list price, even though we bumped the price up a little higher than we originally thought. So what you want to do, I think, is like any time, Martin, if you're entering the market as a seller, you got to know the lay of the land. What's your competition? Uh, what's the you know the current buyer uh, uptake, so to speak? How many people are looking in your segment? And yes, you look back at past sales and you look at you know what did your neighbors sell for and what did the one down the street sell for. But sometimes you know, especially the public, they're not necessarily aware of what's gone on in the last thirty days because statistics are behind and the newspapers are behind and all that stuff. So you want to make sure you talk to somebody in this kind of market who's got a really good feel for what's going on today and can help you choose a price and a strategy 
to hit the market that really maximizes you know, the situation. So again, look at things very carefully. The past is the past. The future is unknown. But today's market is a spring market with low inventory. And if you're a listener out there thinking of selling your home, chances are you're going to have a nice uh, two or three month window here where buyers are going to take you very seriously if you're a property that is attractive and priced reasonably. Yeah. And it's all the more reason why you need someone who who knows the lay of the land. Uh, somebody like John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, because the difference between last September, uh, when Ivan and Cheryl were thinking of selling, and now is quite different. Uh, what do you see? You mentioned, uh, you know, a, a two or three month window. Um, do you think that uh, that the the big prices are here to stay? Do you think it might be a bit of a, an opportunity right now? You know, and that's a tough call to tell you the truth, Martin. And you may remember speaking, uh, you know, on this program at the end of last year in the fall, I had kind of suspicions that the other shoe might drop. In other words, if the spring market happened and a bunch of listings hit, but buyers were either, you know, not interested or unable to afford the prices, we'd be looking at a time where the market kind of took another dip. But, you know, let's not forget Greater Vancouver, Fraser Valley. This is a very robust real estate market. And, um, the fact that there's very low inventory right now is helping sellers. And I just said two or three months just to give a, an idea to sellers that, hey, that's how long it generally takes to get a job done, if not quicker. And you've got a nice opportunity now. You know, I tend to read predictions from, you know, uh, different real estate boards or financial institutions, banks, all these sorts of things, CMHC. And the jury's still out as to what could happen. Some people think we might have a nice spring, but then we might, you know, depending on what happens over the summer, fall might slow down. You never know. And again, the future is unknown. But what I do know right now is that sellers in some specific markets can do very well compared to any time in, say, the last six months to a year. Right. And uh, how do the seasonal patterns fit into all this? Because obviously spring is traditionally kind of a busy month. But do you do you see that uh, those kind of traditional seasonal uh, waves will continue or are things different now? Oh, yeah. No, this, the spring is, I think statistically, now I'm going off the top of my head here, Martin, but I think if you look at um, March, April, May, June, I think we get close to half of the sales all year happening in those months. This year, it's a bit of a slow start, especially on the listing side. Uh, we're getting a slow start to the market, and that's part of a, a hangover process, I think, from the real hot time that we had previously. So uh, maybe a little bit of a late start, but now that we're in swing, um, you know, it, it's a very interesting time to be on the market. And I would, again, just advise people right now, if you're looking at entering the market, have one eye on the past and be aware of what's happened, but particularly be very focused on what your segment is doing right now, because there's a pretty significant uptick. Right. You want to be current. And uh, one way to be current is uh, to talk to John Carlson, uh, Johnny Smart Point. Dot com is the website, J-O-H-N-N-Y smartpoint.com. You can also send an email to John, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And the old-fashioned phone still works, 604-612-0080. And if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can see uh, some of the listings. You've got an open house tomorrow. Um, so, so the listings are there, then you've got some stuff to show. 
Yeah, and if you don't mind, let me take a minute to talk about that. And before I do, there's one other uh, party. There's a couple. I want to say hi to Dawn and Teresa in Maple Ridge. Uh, you might still see their listing on Dooney Trunk on my website. But they these are past clients of mine who bought the house seven years ago. We sold their townhome. Now they're making other plans and moving on. And we had conditions removed a couple days ago. So I want to just put a shout out to Dawn and Teresa. Fantastic clients I've known for 10 years or more. And I want to congratulate them. Now, on to the open house. This is pretty interesting, Martin, because on Sunday, tomorrow between 1 and 4 p.m., I'm going to be in Richmond. And this uh, this is a complex. It's called The Laurels. And the location is 7200 Ledway Road. This one is unit number four. And the neat thing about this, Martin, is, um, you know, this complex is an established complex. It has previously been age-restricted. There were no kids allowed. And as you may know, the provincial government has kind of blown that wide open now. So age restrictions don't apply anymore unless they're 55 and over. And even those age restrictions have some caveats. But this is open for business. It's a two-story plan. So it's like a, it, it's a duplex style. So it's like a half a duplex. It's like a house. I mean, three bedrooms up, great big kitchen. This location is also absolutely fantastic it's 11 unit self-managed complex it's clean it's beautiful it's run well you've got about 2350 square feet plus a double garage you know full formal living room dining room um it's fantastic the list price is 1,749.9 this is a really good listing and i'm looking forward to meeting people there tomorrow between 1 and 4 p.m go to my website we've got pictures we've got tours we've got floor plans Brand new listing. Haven't even haven't even shown it yet. First showings will be Sunday at the open house. Right. So and then to, if I may, Martin. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, go to johnnysmartpoint.com for all that information. Uh, but go, Thank but continue you. on, John. Yeah, and if I have another minute, I've got a new listing. Like the ink is just literally drying on this, on this contract today. And you'll see it hit the market, I think, Monday. And uh, this is, wow, this is, this is really something. This is uh, 2.3 acres in Mission. And uh, it is a log house, and I'm talking about a craftsman. This is a fellow who had a log house building company and built the house for himself. My clients bought it, and uh, it's about 2,500 square foot, full log, you know, floor to ceiling, incredible joinery work, vaulted ceilings, beams, the whole bit. And it's on a fantastic acreage that has a second residence with a shop. So they've got uh, family members living in a two-bedroom plus loft, second house. Uh, shop with 220 power. You can do cars, welding, woodworking. There's a a little lake, or you might call it a pond on the property that the kids have boats they go out on. It's it's entirely private. It backs onto protected property. The list price is going to be, it's just as of today, 2.25 million. And the address is 32165 Mingo Avenue. So keep an eye open for that because that's a feature listing that we're going to be uh, pretty happy to be presenting to the public. Wow, that sounds that sounds amazing, and I love the idea of a house that was built by the current owner because you know it was built, you know, primo, you know. Well, you got to see this thing when you see the pictures, Martin. You'll see the joinery work of these logs. There, these are hand cut logs that are pieced together in a in a certain style. I can't remember the name of it right now, but all of that'll be uh, information will be out there. And uh, if you like a log home with a setting on acreage and a separate shop and separate accommodations and all that stuff, this is kind of a one of a kind property. Right. And you can go to johnnysmartpoint.com 
to uh, find out all of those. And you can also find out where that uh, open house is tomorrow in Richmond between one and four on Ledway Road. But just go to johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, John, uh, what in, in 30 seconds or so, what do you see for your, your, the next couple of weeks before we talk again? What do you see uh, for the market? Uh, do you just think things are going to continue on? Yeah, things are going to continue on. They're going to get a little bit rosier out there. Um, I'm going to be busy. I'm getting busy. I'm not too busy. Uh, I want to be in a position to meet as many people as possible in the next little while who are considering selling and ready to go because I want to give some people good advice. I want to represent them and make them happy enough to call in on this program and give me a good testimonial. So I'm available, everybody. Give me a call. This is a fantastic time to be thinking about and maybe putting your house on the market. Right on. Johnny Smart Point. So go to johnnysmartpoint.com or give John a call 604-612-0080 or john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, John. I'll be back. Thanks so much. All right. This is Vancouver Consumer. Coming up, XBC Lion Louis Pasaglia is mad at his alma mater, Simon Fraser University, and so are a bunch of current SFU football players. Those players were in court this past week demanding that SFU bring back their football program after it was abruptly canceled earlier this year. I've got the latest developments on that when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Simon Fraser football players were in court this week arguing that SFU needs to get their football team back on the field. This is after the university announced April 4th that the football program was canceled. As of now, a lawyer for the players, Peter Gall, said after the hearing on Monday that he hopes the university will take to heart how committed the players, coaches, and the community are for restoring the football program at SFU. At the car, the core of the argument, according to Gall, is that the players and the university had a contract. He says they've committed to come and play for the university, and the university has committed to having a football program. That's the contract. Certainly that announcement from the university brass has uh, that suddenly canceled football this season and forever, technically, at SFU, has been an unpopular one for most people throughout the province and across the country. And it's not just football fans, but also university advocates who see the 65-year-old football program at SFU as something that's vital to the overall university experience. Consider that the SFU football program has produced more players drafted into the CFL than any other school. Names like former BC Lion Louis Pasaglia, who is not happy. He has uh, joined a bunch of other former SFU players, including Dave Cutler, Doug Brown. They've all demanded that their names be removed from the SFU Sports Hall of Fame because of the move to cancel football. So why did SFU make that decision? goes back to February of this year with the announcement that the NCAA, based in the U.S., the National Collegiate Athletic Association, would not be renewing the contract with Simon Fraser for next year, the 2024 season. So that meant the SFU Red Leaves could just finish out this season and then lobby to become part of the Canadian University Sports Division moving forward. That's one pretty obvious solution. But they didn't do that. Instead, they stunned everybody and announced that the program was over. They wouldn't even play this year. 
After 65 years, there would be no football at SFU. Well, cue the backlash. After weeks of pretty intense negative press, SFU administrators finally announced a couple of weeks ago that they would be bringing in a special advisor to look at the future of their football program. So while that does sound somewhat promising, I wouldn't hold your breath because that move in many ways is just the university punting, uh, playing out the clock as they hope the backlash fades away. This advisor won't report back until well after the 2023 season is over. And by that time, after a full season without football, getting all the pieces of the team back together is not going to be easy. Many key personnel, coaches, players, they'll be gone. In the meantime, though, some other universities offered to play the team this fall. BC Lions owner Amar Doman has even offered to support the team financially. So it's not over, but it's a big mess. And even if the SFU football program is reinstated, it will be in some ways like starting from scratch, despite the stellar 65-year history. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. Coming up, how would you like to live in an ambulance? It's actually kind of cool. A former ambulance turned into a motor home and it's for sale. I've got that story along with other consumer news of the week as we continue right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.